0: accept whatever is thrown at you and enjoy every moment of what you're doing when you're doing it and give yourself over to your craft because if you don't give yourself over to whatever you do then what's the point of doing it
1: Bart is a Canadian performer who has a multitude of acting and circus related skills and is fluent in several languages. As you will hear in the beginning of the interview, he has worked in many different countries and famous places. I met him after seeing him perform in Oxford, just before the show La Strada came to one of the big theatres in London. I immediately saw Bart's outstanding stage presence and wisdom, and I'm not the only one who has seen it. The Guardian, for example, portray him as a unicycle-riding, accordion-playing antagonist with a great stage presence, both flighty and fatalistic. In this episode, we talk about his impressive background, the importance of letting go and being open, how he manages to consistently get work, which is one of the hardest things to do in the acting profession, and what he focuses on when he's on stage, including when performing a role in German without really speaking the language. Enjoy listening to this fourth episode of the Wisdom of Wow Performers podcast.
0: Hello, boy. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired um, from doing eight shows a week for the past five months. Wow. Well, I read about you, and you have a
1: very interesting background. Uh, You come from Canada. You've been to the Quebec's Contemporary Circus. And from there, you went to the National Opera in London, the National Theatres in Switzerland. You grew up in Montreal. You've worked in Canada, Argentina, France, Switzerland, and England. So, and you come from a circus family. That's right. Um, so what, what is it like to come from a circus family? Because to me, I imagine like all sorts of fun mm-hmm. and freedom and traveling. And, but what's the reality like? Uh, the
0: reality, um, it is a playground. As a child, I was introduced to a lot of circus technique. You know, okay. which was a gift. It's a big gift. It has been a gift in my career because mm. I've always been using, very frequently, I've been using things that I learned from my mother and my father as a child, be it juggling, acrobatics, unicycling. So um, after my parents would train, we would play at circus. And not only circus, we'd do tennis and things, but circus was in like a, a very big part of my growing up. Nonetheless, it was a lot of work, so there was a kind of uh, work ethic that was hammered into me, which on one side was very good because mm-hmm. then I took that on to different things that I wanted to pursue, uh, such as dance and, and theater, or even succeeding academically. You know, I, I, I strongly believe in training and work
1: mm-hmm.
0: as the first thing to do in life, and then mm-hmm. pleasure, but nonetheless. It was uh, on one hand uh, joy and and playing, and on the other hand, there was a lot of a lot. I remember growing up with with a lot of work, you know, and sometimes yeah. a bit too much of pressure, I, mm-hmm. I, I suppose. I see. Um, because it's demanding. It's demanding when you're growing up and you're a child and you're asked to, you know repetition isn't easy um, and, and perfection I mean striving for perfection from a very early age being pushed into that and sometimes I remember it was quite hard but I always had a lot of satisfaction from from learning I always like to learn if it was a musical instrument I love the magic of thinking if I practice every day yeah. my fingers will start flying on the accordion and it's a fact you just do what I would just do what my teacher would tell me to do and things would happen, I would, I would grow. Mm. So I love that, I love study basically nice. and, um, and that's why I think I, I, I like acting. One of the reasons I like acting is because you're always learning, you always study and if you can play and study your whole life, well then it's, it's, it could be a very beautiful life.
1: Yeah, well I saw that in La Strada. Um, That's why I wanted to connect with you, and I'll get to how we actually connected a bit later on. But in your performance, you you did so many things, like you had a unicycle, um, you played the part of the fool, you had wise words, you had funny parts, and and it it seems like your work has definitely paid off, and it can be seen when you're on stage. Um, You said it in another interview, I think, that if someone sees La Strada again, it would be a different show. Yeah. Um, so how do
0: you decide to change your performance, or do you change anything? First of all, I think that through repetition, as an as an actor or an artist on stage, you you can you can stick to guidelines. But I think as you repeat, you you get deeper and deeper into the the material you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wake up in the morning and I think about what I say in the scene, in my main scene with the other main actress. Yes. Um, Audrey Brisson. I think about that scene because it's quite a, it's like a shift. That that that's a very important scene in the show. Mm. And I want it to be meaningful, and I want it to be meaningful for the audience, and for us above all. Mm. And I question it. I question what I say what it means to me what you know and I think question why we do this play so you grow you you dig deeper and for me that scene or at least this whole play has taken on a new dimension since I began to do it because I think even my performance as an actor is getting deeper and deeper and on one hand you go oh my god I'm doing eight shows a week over the period because now we've done over a hundred performances Wow. And you go, oh, my God, repetition, repetition, it's so hard. But on the other hand, from a dis- different perspective, that repetition allows you to get so deep. Mm. And it's a privilege because otherwise, I don't think you would be able to if you only have a few goals at it. Right. So it's like you know, a musician playing the same piece over and over again. You get really, I think you have to be open to that. Mm-hmm. And available, and I think I think even t- tiredness is a gift because you let go, and well, one thing I really strive for is to let go as a performer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To train towards perfection, to try to get perfection, but then as an actor, I've learned, I've learned that the greatest thing you can give yourself as an actor is letting go, mm-hmm. um, and that is that is still something I'm I'm struggling with. And I think it applies to life as well, not only on stage, but in life you have to let go because if you don't, you, you want to enjoy life because mm-hmm. you're here for a while. That's one, one, on one hand and on yeah. the other, you know, my character is a clown. I'm playing a clown in this. Mm. So you know, I, I want to be able to amuse an audience. And I believe, the only way for an audience to enjoy a performance is if the performer on stage is truly involved in what they're doing. If mm-hmm. themselves they're playing yes. for real, and you know, and and things change, things evolve very slowly and very slightly. Mm-hmm. But there's always something that is slightly different, slightly different, and through through the course of a few months, well, then that slightly different every night becomes transforms the the, the scenes, Mm -hmm. slightly obviously, but people that have seen the show a month ago, they'll come back and uh, it'll be a bit different. I like to think of that because, you know, they can come back over and over again.
1: I'm surprised that you said uh, you are afraid to let go because when we met I felt like it was a very special kind of moment because I saw you perform on stage and then you came out and it's almost like um, it was meant to be in a weird way. Our meeting. Yes.
0: I feel the same. But go on, why did you feel that?
1: Well, because we met, like our eyes met. And then we had to say something because it, it would be awkward otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, so I said hi from a distance and then you came over, you said hi. Yeah. And the other thing is you didn't ask me like, what's your name or how are you doing or something like that. You just asked me, why are you here? which is yeah. a very specific question. <laughs> the first thing, like, why did you come to see this play? And, um, and then it went on from there and now this yeah. is how we meet. We meet yeah. on this podcast. I find a lot of letting go there. It's like you were open and I was open
0: mm-hmm. and so it, we just met in that way. Well, perhaps because we were both open and <laughs> there was no obstacles in the way and that's right. how we met. Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I think you often do that Letting go. Well, I don't know,
0: I, I think yeah. I'm getting better at it. I think mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, when I was younger, I was extremely shy and afraid. Right. I still am afraid, but I've learned that one rule for myself is that when you're afraid of something, that is precisely what you should do. It mm-hmm. is the only way to grow as a human being. Mm-hmm. Every time I do a theater production, mm. I am afraid. And I think I won't be able to do this every time I've done a project every single time I think how in the hell am I going to get away with playing Il Mato in La Strada so it's always that and I think um, now the satisfaction it's liberating Um, and it's the only way to achieve anything I think if you really you know you, you jump out of a plane you have to jump out and just enjoy that fall you don't well then you're always going to be holding back holding back holding back and I think holding back for me at least is a source of suffering if I I have a desire of doing something and I don't do it within reason of course but if I don't do it then I know I'm going to suffer I'm going to be and I I don't like that feeling anymore so I choose to let go
1: as much as I can it's a weird uh, combination of working and letting go at the same time you cannot just let go i i think you cannot just let go without seeking perfection your work has really paid off because you have worked in such amazing places you have worked in many countries Mm -hmm. and one question i want to ask you is uh which of these countries has the best memory for you like the best experience what you
0: remember the most i have first of all been very privileged because i've always been most of my life I've spent performing. Mm-hmm. I have, as, I've lived as an artist, as a, as a stage performer. And that in itself is a privileged situation because you're normally in touch with, with artists, with directors, so you're kind of beside society. Mm-hmm. You're not really doing an 8-to-5 job, and you're not confronted with a reality. You know, you know, the arts world is a microcosm in itself. It's like beside society where people are normally... I guess as a rule more open open-minded mm-hmm. you know I've worked in a, in a Swiss established theater German speaking I did two plays there I learned them phonetically that I'm very proud of but nonetheless I'm a foreigner who is speaking doing this in you a, know a, that is unheard of in any other field I had an open door and I was appreciated not only did I work there but I was appreciated and accepted by well-established German-speaking actors Hmm. so I have been very privileged Um, so that's that's you know if I I have a memory any place anything I've done any country has been such I, I can't mention one thing that is better than the rest right every time it's been a different experience every time it's been it's been unique I'm just surprised that I've been able to get away with being in all these places and actually surviving and not only that, but really, really growing, you know. Every project I've done, I realize, wow, I really grow as, not only as a a performer, but as, as a human being. And every country brings that, it opens you up to a new dimension, perhaps new new way of, of life, a different approach to life. You know, Argentinian society is very different. And reality, mm-hmm. that was something, you know to see whole families sleeping in the streets, something you don't see in Canada, yeah. or the UK, or France, where you see poverty, you see people begging in the streets, but you do not see a whole family begging in the street. So yeah. that's quite a slap in the face. So I guess traveling around has been a privilege for that reason, where you go, wow, they're really Places where people, or societies are really struggling, you know, mm-hmm. and that there is a different reality to your your home. You know, yes. I would encourage anybody to at least try living somewhere else where they grew up, not only go there on vacation, but to try to make a living somewhere else in a different reality. Mm. So that's been a gift to me. Yes, you know.
1: I read in uh, your other interview. You said that you've done many courses mm-hmm. with many people there, but it sounded a bit almost like, again, it was meant to be. Courses, the way you're, what kind of
0: courses? Uh,
1: acting courses. Mm-hmm. You, you said, I, I've done this course with this particular director, and then mm-hmm. he invited me to do the theater show with him or a movie with him. And uh, my question is, what, what is that courage that you have, or that letting go or openness? Because I guess many people do these courses, yet they pick specifically you,
0: to perform with them. Right. thing with acting is that it's like playing the lottery. Um, and obviously when you play the lottery, the more you bet yeah. and the more frequently you bet, the more chances you have of, of, of winning. Yeah. Um, and I don't think many people are necessarily up to... Betting their whole lives and having, you know, traveling to a place where they know nobody. Um, always um, living on the road, mm-hmm. that's a big compromise. I think I'm just, I just go for it. I just go for it and I try to obviously pick people and projects where I think I could potentially have a place. Yes. Where you think, oh, those are people I would love to share with, I love their work. And with what I know already, I could probably contribute to that work. I may interest them. So you have to pick the right people. Mm-hmm. But I do also think it has a lot to do with courage and going, okay, well, there's a company in, in London, they're doing giving a workshop, and, well, I want to learn with them, first of all, and then the other things happen by themselves. You can't decide. You know, it's like it is literally playing the lottery. Sometimes it can be very disappointing, Mm -hmm. even depressing, because you do realize that you have a lot to give, and I'm surrounded with a lot of talented people. I've had the privilege to work with some incredibly talented actors that are in their 50s, that don't have work, and haven't worked for years. And I admire them, I aspire to be as good as they are, and it is like playing the lottery. You never know, you can be successful now, I'm doing La Strada, and then I might not have work for months or even years and not only is it difficult to get work as a as a performer i think the most difficult thing is is to get work that is satisfying that is which means that makes you grow as a performer and not only that but as a human being because you want you want to be fully involved in something mm-hmm. something that'll use you to your full capacities yeah. with la Strada, i have been very lucky because I'm doing a lot, I'm doing circus, I'm, I'm doing some movement, I have a, like a, an important part in it, a role, so that is a big gift, but if something like this is going to happen again, I have no idea. That's why I do believe that an artist's best way out is to do their own work, produce their own work, right. and that's what I'm aiming for right now. You said earlier that you've been very lucky in yeah. many instances. So
1: what does lucky mean to you and what qualities do you think one has to have in order to be
0: lucky? Well you have to you have to be dedicated to what you do and you want to really you really want to if you want to really do something you have to work at it. You have to study, you have to try to get in touch with people, you have to give your life over to something and then it'll pay off in one way or another. Mm-hmm. If you strongly believe in something, it's going to pay off. Most probably, it'll never be because you have an imagination, perhaps, of of what you want to achieve. It'll, it'll never be that thing that you dreamt about. But you still have, need an objective. Something's gonna happen. Something mm-hmm. that you, you'll have a reward always. Yeah. And then you have to be flexible enough to go to drop your ideals as well. You know, I, I used to be a big uh, idealist, mm-hmm. and I have stopped being because. It's inachievable. Yes, you, you can have rules you play by, but you just have to let go sometimes. Okay, I'll do this. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> being an artist is also being a. This is a big word, and I apologize, but it's being is like being a bit of a prostitute. You know, you sometimes you have to take work because you just have to take the work. And I even believe, and this is something I've learned, I've learned of experience is that any job you get. Yeah. Even if it's not a satisfying, I mean, ego-satisfying job, perhaps, or satisfying of, of what you think you're, you're meant to be doing and you get something smaller, I think you learn on any project, mm-hmm. anyone. If you go perform in the street, if you have a, a small show and you perform in the street in London, there's a tremendous amount of, of knowledge you can take from that. So but actually, there are no rules, really. I just think you have to have the right mindset and, and just accept whatever is thrown at you and enjoy every moment of what you're doing when you're doing it and let go of any ideals you have. Give yourself over to your craft because if you don't give yourself over to whatever you do, then what's the point of doing it? I can see that when you're on stage, you're
1: definitely just there with the audience in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I wanted to ask for maybe young actors that are starting out, uh, what is an advice that you've heard or or words that you think about maybe before going on stage
0: or when you're on stage to to ground you in the present? I'm I'm strongly convinced that the audience is out there, because I used to be afraid of the audience, Mm. so you have to get rid of that thought. I think the audience (laughs) is there to help you dream. They are our partner, they're not they're not just there to be there, they're there to, to, to dream with you, they want to be taken on the journey. And they want to help you do that. They love you. There's a lot of love and, and if you understand that relationship, that they're on your side, that helps. Okay. Secondly, if you're an actor, you come on stage, you have a task at hand. Your character wants to want something from the other character or from the situation. So if you focus on that, that is doing your job. It's about. You know trying to you're doing something you're actively doing something yeah. and that is what you have to focus on thirdly if you're really panicking <laughs> you got to listen you got to listen to what all these um, meditation yoga people say uh, focus on your breath I, I noticed that I get better at, at this being in the moment on stage as I get older through experience because I'm getting I guess more self-confidence and I've been tested at what I'm doing and I'm starting to believe more and more in myself you know, and, and that has its impact. Mm-hmm. I think through repetition of performing in different things over and over and over again, and there's, again, there's this letting go, letting go of your thoughts because a, a lot of our fears are self-produced. It's your imagination. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a director in, in the audience or oh, I hope they like me. Um, but actually, if you're, if you're doing what you're doing really for yourself, you don't really care about what people think, because just the fact of being on stage is satisfying enough. And I think that's where it, what it comes down to. You have to question yourself why you're doing this. If you're really doing it for yourself and it satisfies you and you're happy being there and, and you're playing, well then you don't really care about it. The audience and I get that sometimes it hits me I have thoughts that hit me all the time what um, what if somebody's in the audience what if this you know blah blah blah, blah. Uh, like today I'm tired for instance or my voice is going oh my god I'm and then I always finish the show and I think I think oh I'm I was worried but it went fine and I get compliments well then why the hell am I worried for all the time you know because it can be it can also be a killer I've been in situations where I've been so stressed that you go my god I'm not enjoying this anymore and on the other hand you know that you love this so you have to find a way for yourself to, to set yourself free because this is it's a difficult profession and when you're, when you're actually doing it it's very difficult but I think it's such a path to personal freedom as I said I, I think I'm getting better at this but nonetheless I have went, went through a lot of stress and a lot of, a lot of self-doubt and I still do occasionally. But I know that the recompense at the end, because I've experienced it, is such great liberation and freedom. I don't think anything could give me that as a profession. And that's why I'm pushing for more and more and more. Because I really want to be free. Mm. And that means a lot to me. And when you
1: let go, it, it's also,
0: it's like the yeah. audience is freer, as you said, they dream with you. Yeah, exactly. It's extraordinary. It's actually extraordinary. It's beautiful. It's like, it's like dancing. It's like you dance with an audience. It's extraordinary when you're on stage and you, you say something or you do a gesture or you look, you look in a certain way and you feel it, it's like a wave. It hits the audience and you can feel the reaction in the audience. That is magical. And you go, wow, I have that impact. It's a very powerful feeling. It's mm-hmm.
1: almost even scary. This brings me on to one of my last questions. Uh, if we bring this like on a larger scale, on the, on the bigger stage, uh, I saw that you support young people to tackle issues such as depression, for example, or, mm-hmm. or you invite young people in creative projects. Yeah. Uh, so what impact do you want to have on the world? If this was your opportunity to give a speech such as Charlie Chaplin in The Great Dictator.
0: What is it that you would say to the world? People play roles in life and in society. And I think for reasons that are very personal, people sometimes overplay their roles. And I think they should learn to let go of those roles. That because All of us are the same. Everyone. And sometimes the roles people play can be destructive and I don't only mean in a sense of a diplomat or president or the director of a a bank, but I also mean as a father or as a mother or as a brother, sister, etc. If you let go of ideas or of an ideal then you can really you know, hold a mirror in front of yourself and accept that you might be doing a mistake. But if you hold on to this, maybe if it's hate or something, then it's never going to end. So try to pinpoint the role you're playing and question yourself, mock yourself. Because if, if you don't, well then I mean, you can become auto-destructive, and you can destroy people and things and places around you if you just hold on to an idea. So I think people should be very, very careful. Some people lose everything around them, unfortunately, because they don't, they haven't been able to resolve whatever is going on with them. So I don't know if I've answered that question. Yes. Thank you.
1: Thanks very much. My last question is where can people find out more about you? Uh, Do you have a website with future events or future performances?
0: You can type uh, Bart Sorachinsky into the internet. (laughs) There's uh, my agent Stanton Davidson Associates. They have a page with with my name there. So you can have all info about what I've done, my career there. Otherwise, I think that's the only thing. I think I should get my own website. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time. You certainly will with your own project
1: soon. Yes. Well, thank you so much to take part. Thank you very much. much. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you for your answers. Thank you. Good luck to you. Ah, if only more people could do as Bart just advised. Anyhow, here are the four things that I've learned as a result of this podcast. First, Let go of your ideas and ideals about yourself and be open to opportunities which you might be missing right now. Be courageous and bold and just go for the things you want most. Second, embrace anything that comes your way because you will certainly learn from it. Third, work pays off. The more you do something consciously and analyze it, the better you become at it. And four, Travel the world and discover different cultures and ways of living, because that will open your mind to a new level. If you liked the episode, please write a comment on iTunes. Apart from that, you know where to find me on boyanm.com. That's B O Y A N M.com. Subscribe to my newsletter to be the first to know about future episodes. See you soon and stay tuned!